0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. Uh, first year here at Cornell, getting my MBA, pivoting into investment banking from, uh, from engineering, and you may be pivoting too. But whatever your journey is, the reason we're all here is to learn about investment banking and actually i I take that back i've gotten a few notes from listeners who aren't interested in investment banking maybe they're interested in maybe you're into private equity or hedge funds or something like that but look a lot of this knowledge can be cross-pollinated across these different parts of the financial universe so whatever you're looking to do this is the place especially if you're focused on ib Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Now, as we have been doing over the past few days, we've been going through just kind of wrapping up and and summarizing these different topics we've been discussing over the last few months. And I just want to give you a reference for which episodes cover which topics, as well as just do a quick drive-by review of the major concepts in each domain of knowledge so that you can go back and study as necessary and then we're going to move on to some new material here after about two or so more episodes but just to summarize today we're talking about mergers and acquisitions mergers and acquisitions questions You'll find these topics through episodes 111 through 131 of the show. That's episodes 111 through 131. So about 2021 episodes there uh, talking specifically about M&A. And remember, M&A is such a huge part of what investment bankers do. There's, of course, investment bankers that don't really touch M&A. There are M&A groups at certain banks and Bankers who are not in those M&A groups don't really worry about it as much. But regardless of the type of bank that you may work at, it's important to understand how this process works. And essentially, what is this? Well, a merger means that there are two similarly sized companies coming together and joining forces as one. That is what a merger is. An acquisition is when one company purchases another company, usually a smaller firm. And this happens all the time, and this makes up a huge percentage of the investment banking universe. Some firms, literally all they do is M&A. They don't do capital raising. They don't do restructuring. They don't do all sorts of different things. But they do M&A, and that's because businesses are being bought and sold all the time from the largest multi-billion dollar acquisitions that you'll read about on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, all the way down to the tiny kind of smaller businesses, maybe in the 50, $100 million range. And there are a lot of those businesses out there, especially in the private markets. So that's really what M&A is all about. And it's important to understand, of course, not just the basics of what this is, but also understand the reasons why. Why are firms merging with each other? Why are they acquiring other businesses? Why are they divesting or selling businesses? There are a lot of reasons for that. We talked about the financial reasons as well as the non-financial reasons. So go ahead and review those. And then also from a technical perspective, you've got to understand accretion and you've got to understand dilution. Those are two different sides of the same coin, accretion versus dilution. What do those terms mean and what can make a deal accretive or a dilutive? So when a firm buys another company, are they getting a net gain in terms of their net income going up as a result of that purchase? Or is it more of a situation where what they're giving up in terms of the cost of the deal Outweigh what they're getting in terms of additional net income from the seller, so that was an example of a dilutive transaction, so you got accretive and you got dilutive and the thing is, a lot of deals will claim to be accretive, but then in reality they're dilutive. it just depends, and you can only really know if you're looking backwards in the past instead of looking forwards in the future because we can't read the future. And so that's important to understand, creative versus dilutive, understand the ins and outs of that. And then you also should understand the concept of synergies. What are synergies? Well, synergies are these ways that you get extra, I I shouldn't say extra, but I guess you get some kind of benefit from the acquisition. And there are a couple different types of synergies. You've got revenue synergies, you've got cost synergies how are those going to contribute to an accretive deal? So understand that. And then also, we have to also remember, when a company purchases another company, there's different ways that they can purchase that company. There are different currencies that can be used. You can either use cash, you can use stock, or you can use debt, which is just really another flavor of cash. But in this case, instead of the cash coming from the company's bank account, It's coming from a lender, and then interest has to be paid to that lender for the privilege of borrowing that money. So you can use cash, stock, or debt in an acquisition. Understand the pros and cons of each, right? We talked about that in detail. That's actually one of my favorite episodes in that section of the podcast so far was figuring out the nuances between these different currencies, right? So that's something important to understand. And then also understand your sensitivities, when we're looking at a merger model, remember, a merger model is a financial model that essentially lays out, predicts the future of what's going to happen when these two companies come together from a financial perspective. And so what are the different variables you can play with there, just like we talked about the variables that you can play with for a discounted cash flow model, you can do the same thing in a merger model. So understand those kinds of sensitivities and variables. Okay, that's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason. I am your host and I'm grateful for all the love you guys have been showing me. Thank you for the LinkedIn messages. Thank you for the emails. I really appreciate it. And thank you for the ratings and reviews that you leave for the podcast. I really am grateful for that. It's helping the show get to more and more people every single week. uh, The show continues to grow. So, I'm grateful for all the love you've been showing and join me next time. We're gonna be wrapping up this summary series on the show and we're gonna be talking about leverage buyouts. Okay, have a great day and I'll see you on the next one.